poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. And it's a tactical day. So I'm joined by co-host John Chai for Tactical Tuesday. What's up, John? How's it going, Brad? Doing pretty good. We got a we got a double-themed episode today. Some episodes, we struggle to find a theme. This episode, the two firms. Yeah. Two themes. Wow. So how did this come about? This is this is overachieving even for you. <laughs> this is what happens if you give me time to prepare. Um so we got we have first theme is uh is ace five suited. Um it's a pretty common just I don't know. It's a pretty common like aggro hand to have in people's pre-flop range. Um so I think it's just a it's a it's gotta be like one of the most, I don't know, commonly and most exciting to V pip hands, probably. Um, just because of the nature of like when what happens when you're v-pipping it, um, and then the 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 real theme is is just uh, using Equilab again to determine whether I have enough equity to bluff catch on the river, um, and that's going to be a, a spot for both Ace Five suited. Although the second one won't be on the river, this one will be though. All right. So, fair warning: I, I haven't seen either one of these hands, so don't really know what's going on. And I believe John's plan is to. Uh, for me to construct a range on the river. Yeah. 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 Also, right. fair warning: I haven't done these equity calcs yet, so these <laughs> could be absolute torches on the river. <laughs> nice. Good to know. Good to know. So we're we're all learning together. Uh, so breaking down the action, looks like you're playing five-handed. Uh, hijack opens to twenty-two. You have the aforementioned ace-five suited, which means you're going to be putting lots of money into the pot. Yep, so, at least pre-flop. Yeah, you three bet to 11 big blinds, the big blind folds, and the hijack calls. So three bet pot, you're in the small blind versus hijack. Flop is deuce four ace uh, with two diamonds. Deuce four the, jack. Oh, deuce four jack, sorry. Deuce four jack with two diamonds. Yeah. You have the ace five of clubs, so you have a gut shot. Uh, I guess we'll start here. Mm hmm I feel like I say this every time we get into like an out of position three bit pot PFR spot where I say like, well, you could just have like lots of different strategies here. Um, this is going to be no different. I think there's lots of different ways you could go with how you structure your C betting strategy or your betting and checking strategy on the flop. Um, I decided to start out with half pot. Um, I don't know. I think it seems like a pretty reasonable hand to to start bluffing, given that we have like a, a gutter to the effect of nuts and overcard. Um also, oh. we have no very little showdown. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine half pot here is preferred. So you bet half, which is one thirteen into two thirty, and the mm -hmm. villain calls. So now the pot just doubled in size to four sixty. Turn is the ace of spades. So you turn top pair with five kicker, 
and you have 875 behind. It looks like Villains only has 818, though. So 818 effective, 457 in the pot. So I guess kind of a, an important decision here as to whether or not to yeah. check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a this is a pretty interesting spot. Um, so we've like bet big on the flop, which you know I think narrows like our value range down to stronger Jack X and then Queens plus. Um, trying to think if I, had, I would have any other value hands that I have pot the flop. Probably not too many, other than that. Um, and so like that range on the turn kind of like what what does that want to do i think like one of the most more natural things to do like on on this overcard turn with your entire entire range is just play check call and convert what i assume is most of mostly a range comprised of like bluff catchers now um on an on an ace turn i think there's like one small category of hand which is like ace ace high hands that were bluffing the flop that now turn top pair um which is what i have now and i think that's uh, I think this hand and maybe like a hand like kings and queens are sort of in an interesting spot here where I feel like we have two options. One is, again, just play the check call strategy. And the other one is what I go ahead and do here is put out a tiny bet trying to eke a little bit of extra value out from hands like pocket tens, you know, maybe like diamond draws that fold facing like two thirds on the turn. Although I don't know if that really exists. And then obviously all their jack X. Maybe even a hand like queens too. You know, it's not. You know, it wouldn't be surprising to see MP open queens and then flat facing a three bet from the small blind and maybe not raise a jack high flop. So, yeah, it's an interesting spot on the turn. I imagine checking is probably the thing yeah. to do. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's very, very possible that I just got like way too excited on the turn with this like spot and like my hand and maybe this hand like isn't even you know strong enough face x to 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 one third the turn although I, I suppose if i'm saying i would do it with a hand like kings or queens then like you know i, I think the it's five should definitely get in there yeah i just don't know that i buy you doing this with kings or queens but i think it's much less scary once you have pot the flop it is but like but the turn is much less scary once you have pot the flop instead of starting out with like a third or a quarter or something yeah yeah i'm not sure john Okay. I, I think Either like I. <laughs> the, the standard the standard decision would be to check. Um I'm not sure about, you know, the very small bet here targeting all of his hands for value. Uh I think that villain probably has more ASEX than you do after you have pot the flop. Um so yeah, I'm not I, I'm really not sure. But interesting. You think like villain has like a bunch of like you know Asex that's sort of unnatural to continue on Jack Four Deuce two tone that like calls the block. You think Maybe just like, like Ace King just call Ace Three, call Ace Five, Ace Queen, yeah. some Asex of Heart type hands that call the flop with like you know backdoor nut flush draw. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ace Maybe Four, like double backdoors like hands like Ace Ten of Hearts. Deuce, yeah, those yeah. hands can turn okay. two pair. Like I don't think you bet Ace King or Ace Queen on the flop half pot. So like mm. you really don't have those hands. Um, yeah, unless it's like diamonds or hearts maybe yeah so i think like i think the the in-position player has more aces in their range mm -hmm. than you do okay. um which kind of leads me to just wanting to check here yeah. with with your exact hand yeah but what's done is done Looks yeah that's like probably it. like where i went wrong a little bit was just assuming that they don't have 
a ton of ASEX once I have pot the flop, but I guess now that you start like rattling off all these very normal ASEX combos to have, <laughs> well, it seems like I may have underestimated. <laughs> well, they don't need to have a ton, right? Like it's just you don't have very much at all. Like sure, sure, sure. You have like very few, right? Um, yeah. So anyway, you bet a third on the turn, so this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. And probably Dylan, planning on just like check checking all rivers where I don't improve. Maybe even rivers where I improve. Um, yeah, it's kind of like the weird, like the weird thing here is like if you're betting and then checking the river, and like essentially their best hands are just going to play pretty perfectly. They need to have mm-hmm. like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that like checking the turn and then betting the river feels much better against like their tens, nines, eight, sevens type hands. Yeah. But but I'm hoping that like this size gets called by you know stuff that has to bluff the river now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Again, okay. I'm not sure yeah. like they need to have diamonds, um maybe some kind of gut shots. Yeah. Uh I guess like trays or fives that queen ten of hearts. Uh, queen ten of hearts maybe. Yeah. Definitely yeah. checking this river, Jack yeah. of Clubs. So you bet a third. There's 756 in the pot. You have mm-hmm. 725 left. Or, or Villain has 668 left. River's a jack. So uh, promotes Villain's you know, flop top pair. And SPR's around one. So yeah, pretty easy check. And Villain jams. And so this is the point where you you wanted to pull out Equilab to kind of mm-hmm. go through this this river calculation. Yeah. Final board is uh, flop was jack four deuce turn ace river jack. There were two diamonds on the flop. All right, let's pull up the old Equilab, trusty, trusty old Equilab. Um, all right, so hands that villain can have have everything input up to this point. So, what do you think? I just start with value. Um, sure. Yep. All right. So let's just start with like all their reasonable Jack X, um, Ace Jack, suited. Yep. King Jack suited and Jack Ten and Queen Jack, pocket jacks. You said Jack Jack. What else? Queen yeah. Jack, King Jack, Ace Jack, Jacks. Jack Ten suited. We'll just make this. We'll start with like a wide value range and. Yeah. See how I'm doing. Fours, okay. Four should um, be in there. Do you think you value bets ASEX on the river? Like the hands that you, you know, some of the hands like Ace King, Ace Queen, Ace Four. Maybe, I don't know about Ace no, Four. Ace but... Four. Um, I think Ace Queen would probably be the the Bottom. one, but I don't know if they do or not. I'm. Okay. We can leave that out right now because I'm not sure. No, no, no. Let's do. Let's do a wide. Let's start with. The worst case situation. So ace queen. I think ace king is little. I mean, like they could have ace king. It's not crazy to flat ace king versus small blind three bet. But like he has to flat a small blind three bet with ace king and then call half yeah, bottom yeah, the flop yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah yeah. All right. So we have ace queen in here. Um, Any value hands that we're missing? Don't think so. Okay. So now like the super obvious bluffs, all the diamonds. Yeah. So the diamonds that didn't raise the flop, right? So. Uh, King of Diamonds, Queen of Diamonds, 
Asex of Diamonds is now like a pair. So Queen of Diamonds, Ten of Diamonds, like all the ones that like turn a gut shot. So like Queen of Diamonds, Ten of Diamonds. You you said Queen of Hearts, Ten of Hearts. So may as well give them that King of Hearts, Queen of Hearts for being generous. Uh, Nine of Diamonds, Ten of Diamonds. Six of diamonds, seven of diamonds, seven of diamonds, eight of diamonds, eight of diamonds, nine of diamonds. Yeah. There's no way I can fold this river. <laughs> yeah, so we'll give five of diamonds, six of diamonds too. All right, so we have all the pseudo connectors, um, some backdoor hearts, and then the suited, you know, the combo draws that mm-hmm. that bricked out. Mm-hmm. And here on the river, villain bets. Slightly less than pot. Slightly less than pot. It looks yeah. like looks like you need about thirty two percent equity to call. So okay. let's run our little favorable favorable um, equity calc. So this is if they have you know ace queen in there and then have all the combos of the diamonds. Uh, let's just for you know kind of a the heart hearts. I'm going to remove the uh, King Queen. Some of the heart hearts. Yeah. Like King Queen of Diamonds, we can take out. Because that would raise the flop. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're going to raise some frequency, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just, yeah. Let's remove a couple of them. So, like nine, ten sure. of diamonds, yeah. probably, likely. Uh, Ace Queen off, I don't know. I'm still on the fence about Ace Queen off. So. Let's just take this off, so that'll be good for bluff catching. Run it again, and now you're under the threshold. 31. Yeah. Yeah. So we removed King, Queen of Diamonds, 9, 10 of Diamonds, and then Queen, 10 of Hearts, and uh-huh. King, Queen of Hearts. So four combos. And we alternatively removed, like, Ace, Queen off, too. Mm-hmm. I... I just suspect that you're not going to win here often enough. Really? What makes you what you think like what makes you think we're closer to like this scenario than the the first one? I think it's the half pot bet on the flop. Like uh-huh. I just don't know how many backdoor hearts are going to continue facing uh-huh. half pot. Yeah. Um I don't know like how many of their diamonds jam the river. Like we're assuming that like all these hands just jam when you go bet bet check, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I think like there's probably an argument for like king queen of diamonds that like hmm like maybe I just beat the smaller flush draws or beat the the busted yeah. gut shots and the like, give ups yeah yeah that then they ju- can just like check behind right sure. so to me it just seems like this is like the more likely scenario than mm-hmm. than the first one. Okay, so do all this stuff next time I get in the spot or a similar spot. Fold. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't fold. <laughs> so it's. I mean, it's good for me to learn. Yeah, like I just think that, or maybe the thing is just do a whole different strategy, right? Maybe my maybe a, you know maybe the thing the, is like she was getting here. All of their value jams, right? Like every time. Mm-hmm. That's that much is obvious, right? Like wh- whenever they have a jack here, they're gonna jam. Whenever they have a boat here, they're gonna jam. Mm-hmm. Um, so like all of their value jams. So it really boils down to like how many bluffs do they have in their range, and then how are they distributing those bluffs 
in each line that they that they have, right? Mm. If they pile all of their lower equity hands into like just calling the flop and calling the turn, yeah, then you know you you have like a plus EV river call, mm. um, slightly plus EV river call. If they start bucketing some of those hands into different lines, like they raise the flop, or maybe they raise the turn, maybe they don't bet the river, then all of a sudden it's hard to find as many bluffs, which mm-hmm. is going to pull your equity down here on the river. So, like, yeah. it's in a in a perfect world, you can bluff catch, and it's like a little bit profitable. And I think that in general, whenever you're you have a, such a situation where, in a perfect world, mm-hmm. you're slightly profitable, mm-hmm. that I would rather be safe and just fold because like in an imperfect world you're getting absolutely destroyed right right so it's like in this like perfect environment that we've constructed in equilab like we we can we can barely call with right. ace five right and so like but if one one of our assumptions is wrong then like now we're just torching or could be torching sure. um you know maybe it's just a matter of, maybe it's like our equity drops down to like 31 percent, like it did here and like that's you know that's like as bad as it gets but like you could easily see a situation where like you know a couple more of our assumptions are wrong and now we only have like 25% equity or something on the on the river facing this jam like yeah. maybe he just raises all of his flush draws on the flop or something um that would be disastrous for us right yeah i also think that like the turn should just be a check and not a bet mm-hmm. um okay okay we we already covered that on the turn though but i think like i, I think that's yeah just kind of a critical point here that, like when you bet half pot you're you probably don't have like ace king ace queen in range and so like you you have ace jack you have aces um probably don't have ace four probably don't have ace deuce i like kings and queens yeah but then yeah, I, mean, I mean you have kings I, and queens, I, I thought that i like, could bet kings and queens because i underestimated how much ace x they have on the on the turn yeah yeah i mean even like even if you estimated it correctly like is betting kings like good if they have like few aces if they have a few aces if they have like relatively fewer aces, then is yeah. betting kings even like good on the turn? I don't know. I mean, I thought you can get called by worse hands. Than... I mean, yeah, it's like the turn ace generally overfolded card. So because the turn ace is overfolded, we're going to bet to target the hands that typically fold. Oh, but I bet a size that like I wouldn't typically bet when trying to make those hands fold. Yeah. It seems it just seems to me like it is kind of like forcing it. Like you're yeah, just yeah, like yeah. force it, forcing a situation where like you probably shouldn't bet and you're like trying to come up with like some a fancy, range that justifies cool. betting yeah, 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 when yeah. the reality is like just checking is checking's the obvious thing to do. And so just check. There's no reason to no no reason to like just get too complex here. Yeah, yeah. That's that that's definitely what it felt like even even as I was doing it in game. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's see how you play the next ace five. I guess we wait, wait, wait. I call the river. Yeah, you, you said it. Oh, nice. Why doesn't he just four bet pre flop? Come on. Well John calls. They, they, they have ace king. Money. John John loses. And then we have another value hand to add to their range. Um, which by the way, this also shatters the perfect world scenario right, in, in right. the equity calculation because we didn't even have ace king in there. So and it's not even that crazy for them to have it, right? You don't like I don't see Ace King here and I'm like, oh my god, like what? Like how, how could how could I have been this off? It was sort of just like, oh yeah, right. I they have that. 
I forgot. Yeah. They're, they're going to have Ace King some. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So Ace Five suited number two down the drain. Well, this one's down the drain. Let's see if we can make it up in hand number two coming up after the break. The decision to enter a hand is fundamental to poker strategy. Too tight, and they know what you have. Too loose, and you're easy to run over. Free Flop Bootcamp from Chasing Poker Greatness is a comprehensive guide to locking down your preflop game and creating true range advantage. Eight days of guided training, over 60 optimal ranges, and access to a dedicated community of players that will push your preflop game from a place of weakness to your greatest strength. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp. Available now. John, I wanted to ask you why you decided to invest in a preflop bootcamp. Everything that you had done with me to that point, or I had heard you do, had impressed me. I loved the podcast. I accidentally ended up in the poker power hour and loved that. And then I took coaching and then you recommended the boot camp. And at first I didn't think it was, you know, something that would be that valuable. But I was like, everything else has been amazing. So I signed up and then it just blew me away. And what about bootcamp blew you away? Like it started off slow. Like I'm learning these ranges and I'm not even understanding what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden, as I start to understand what we're doing with the three bets, the four bets, all of a sudden it just kind of hit me. And I was like, oh my God, how do I not know this stuff? This is amazing. The more I studied them, I started to understand why they were constructed sometimes. Like I'd be like, that's why that's like that. And that would lead to more revelations and just a better understanding of poker in general. Do you have any interesting takeaways from your bootcamp experience? The most interesting thing about the bootcamp, it's a pre-flop bootcamp, but I feel like it's done as much for my post-game as it did for my pre-game just because I'm not in as many awkward and bad situations as I found myself in. You know, when we were doing coaching before the boot camp, we couldn't get through 10, 15 minutes of tape without finding mistake after mistake. And then once we did the boot camp, it solved problems on the back end as well. I know you've studied for a thousand hours this year. How do you think boot camp compares to your other poker study? Oh, it's crazy. The boot camp is probably the most important thing I've done all year out of everything. I would give anything to go back and to, to know that stuff 10 years ago. I can't imagine how successful I'd be right now if I had known that stuff. And I thought the boot camp was so valuable that I literally insisted you take more money from me and paid you more for the boot camp because I was blown away. I just thought the price was too cheap. And it's changed my game in ways that I, I can't even explain to you. If you'd like to join the next round of Preflop Bootcamp, which starts on the last Saturday of every month, head to ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp to lock up your spot. One more time, that's ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp.
All right, we are back for hand number two here on this Ace Five suited episode. John, you want to dive right into the action here? Yep. So another bluff catching spot where I had to try to estimate my equity on the fly. I have Ace Five of Diamonds on the button. I open this small blind. Who's a reg? Three bets to one hundred twenty dollars. Uh, not going to do anything else other than call. So we see a flop, pretty good flop. Jack, 10, 8, two diamonds flop, nut flush drawn and overcard. Um, have SPR a little bit under one, I guess. Or sorry, under four. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't sure. I mean, we're sort of just like waiting to see. see. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweet mother of God. So the small blind just rips it for 900. So there's a lot of spots where, like, on the fly, I know exactly what the equ equity requirement is facing a whatever size bet. Right. This is not one of the ones where I was like, oh, I know exactly how much equity I need to call this. Yeah. Yeah, this one's tough. Um, so basically, you need 44% equity to call. That's Okay. The... I knew it was over 40 because I know 2x is 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, like a three and a half, three and a half X rip. Um, you need 44% equity call. I just don't think you can make it. What? 44% equity. All right, let's get there. Let's, I'll, I will get, I will get us there. All right. I'll, we'll again, go back to trusty old Equilab. So pay no mind to the, uh, the equity output right there. That's from hand number one where John called it the ace of clubs five of clubs give me some hands john aces kings queens all right do we put jacks in there i really don't want to put jacks in there but then don't do it don't do it. <laughs> i think that there needs to be at least some ace queen of clubs oh yeah 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 ace the uh, king queen of diamonds yeah uh all can we give him all king queen <laughs> sure why not is that it is that the, that, that gonna be the whole range <laughs> no 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 we can't stop here <laughs> uh oh, let's just evaluate it just see so you're doing really well when we add in every combo of king queen try king queen of diamonds and let's just see I how bad that makes king queen everything. uh i just cannot imagine villain jamming every king queen but okay okay hey hey okay okay wait let's take out ace queen and just you know maybe he doesn't jam ace queen that would be i don't think we can make it now but yeah you're there you need 44 percent plus now what happens if they jam jacks oh, oh. barely there 44.6 it wasn't even hard <laughs> Yeah, not bad. They have all ace queen. You're there too. So, I think you're there. Congratulations! Thank God he only had three x pot behind. <laughs> but what's really funny is like, you need forty four. You've got forty four point seven. No matter kind of what I input there, you've got around like forty four to forty five percent equity. So like, <sighs> essentially, you could just do whatever you want. And I mean, do whatever I, you want. Yeah, like I mean, it's, it's like really close to break even. 
It seems like, like there's a clear answer. You have you need 44. We have 44.7. Well, I actually don't know what if holdup managers like rounding up or rounding down. What if it's 44.9? <laughs> well, then we take out Ace Queen or or, or Jacks <laughs> or something. Whatever we need to take out from the. <laughs> well, it's always more fun to call than to fold, and it's just super close spot either way. So. Yeah, so I did all the rough math and figured out I probably have around like forty four point seven here facing this, but yeah, you, facing this jam you, you and did so it I, in in game, yeah, yeah on yeah. the fly, yeah. Yeah. not knowing how much equity I even needed to call. <laughs> <laughs> well, the turns of six of spades, the river is a queen of diamonds, so that's a good river for you. That's the most beautiful river. <laughs> that's that's a good river. I don't know if this was a punt. But it sure doesn't feel like it for these five seconds. Yeah. The villain has queens. Um, interesting hand. I don't really know what to think of villain's jam. I've never seen someone jam the flop in this situation. Yeah. Or like a rag jam the flop, I guess, in this situation. Right. Well, now you have. Interesting hand to do it with too, right? I don't know. I, I maybe I'm I, I I like like way too much weird stuff that I see, but I I kind of like this. I bet you do. I, <laughs> I don't I don't know. Like I don't really know what to make of it. Honestly, I think like the problem is like does Ace Jack call all in? I don't know. Like, I mean, it. How could you not? <laughs> Well, you need 44% equity to win. So <laughs> let's go back to trust the old Equilab. Um, and we'll just say Ace-Jack. There you go. Ace okay, Jack. so you shouldn't call with Ace-Jack, but I think in-game, almost everybody would just call it off with Ace-Jack, which is kind of why I like the Queens. Like, I don't know. I just think that I'd call it off way too light here, thinking like, oh, well, they just have enough King-Queen and Diamond-Diamond hands and... Yeah, of course, Jack X has to call. Like, I think I would fall into that trap facing this jam. Yeah, well, maybe that's why you like it. But yeah. I, I think like Ace Jack should just be a fold. Personally, like I, I, I think like the range in which they're jamming has it just has too much equity. Like we need forty four percent, we have thirty six. It's like quite mm. a major mistake calling with Ace Jack. So, yeah. you know. I think that's probably what it hinges on, right? Like, how often does Jack X call? Mm -hmm. um, because, like, if you're if the jam just folds out Ace Jack, and you get called when villain like has a set yeah. or has some kind of combo draw, mm -hmm. then jamming goes significantly down in value. I mm -hmm. would imagine, right? So it all hinges, really, just hinges on like how often villains are going to call with like a hand like Ace Jack. Um, so yeah, if you think that they're going to call often, but I mean, what's stopping like Ace Jack from calling a normal size bet, and then, and then just calling, calling a normal calling, big bet on the turn? And yeah, then right. Like, yeah. I mean, you know that that's also a possible line. So eh, I don't. Know. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me make some arguments for this Queen's guy on this very dynamic board. There's going to be a, quite a few runouts where either you're not comfortable jamming Queens or Ace Jack is not comfortable calling off. This one is a is a great example. On the turn, the turn's a six of spades. Maybe not the turn, but you're not going to jam the turn. Probably not. I wouldn't jam the flop, and here, here it is. So I, I, I don't know. Like who, who knows what this this wild character is going to do on the turn? Um, 
but every like you know seven nine queen diamond turn is yeah so so basically what what you're saying is we need to structure our strategy in such a way (laughs) so that on different turn cards we don't have an uncomfortable decision to make right is that that i'm just saying i can see like on this very very wet board um i can see what this guy was thinking or i hope that's what he was thinking he's not just a fish that just thought wow i have an overpair all in (laughs) i really hope it was just a fish um and granted i would imagine that them being a fish is a much higher probability than them being a reg, considering you've never seen this action taken before ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you've played three butt pots versus over pairs on boards just like this, where they've had a hand just like this, probably hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah. It's so anyway. perfect though. Black Queens on a- Jack any, 10, Anytime you, you make an argument for like, don't know what to do on turns or like, Maybe Ace Jack doesn't call on like a bad turn like that. I, I think the argument is just kind of flawed from the jump. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, 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 I was trying pretty hard to. Yeah, we're trying real out. hard. Real trying real hard this this episode. Thinking outside the box. Gonna add the three X jam. Gonna, you know, bet the turn in hand number one. Do you like how I put the hand that we won at the end so that we can start a new streak instead of? Putting the one that I got stacked at the end. Is it a streak? You didn't even make it a whole episode. It's like oh, a 0. Yeah. 0.5 streak. Yeah, it's a 0. 0.5 streak. Uh, half 0.5 episodes without incident. Now we'll see where it goes <laughs> next week. That's all I got. Let's start somewhere. See you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter, join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.